0: Hello and welcome back to Open Book. Every other week it's about you guys and I'm so excited to hear your comments, engage with you, hear what you think about the book that we're reading at the moment and just to have a good chat with Sarah. So we're going to kick off with what's in our good books and bad books this week. As always, I just love these chats are so random and so diverse every week and I have a couple of messages from you as well. We chat about what we were reading when we were teenagers and we'll give you a little preview on our podcast for next week as well with Melanie Murphy. Super. Okay,
1: let's kick off. What's in your good books? We start off on a high
0: Okay so in my good books this week, I'm just back from Bordeaux
1: Oh yeah That Got looks back gorgeous On Monday yeah. Would you recommend
0: it? Yeah I really would For like a city break It's yeah. an hour and a half on a flight Which I like Because it's quick
1: you Very know. much so yeah. Bordeaux an hour and a half away I wouldn't yeah. have thought of
0: that And Aer Lingus and Reiner go there And you have the city Which is gorgeous Like the architecture The food The wine you know it's gorgeous oh. like it's just a lovely place to visit and it's not that big so you can just you can explore the city in a day and a half I'd say
1: and you went with your mum and your sister, yeah, did you yeah. so it's nice for sort of like a girly kind of chilled yeah, holiday yeah totally yeah oh, very gosh. chilled
0: and then you go out to the vineyard it's like, like you have to do that if you go there you know there's a okay. couple of different wine regions so we did that and we actually stayed out there you can get a bus trip in and out but we stayed out in a chateau which is <gasps> chateau sounds like oh castle, God, but it's stop. actually that's just the name of the houses where they make the wine
1: okay yeah. okay, okay, so okay. it's cool.
0: And and we had a ball, we ate and we drank and we enjoyed the sun. And oh, I would nice. totally recommend it.
1: Gorgeous. Yeah. So you came directly from the flight to this recording, is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> just hard work this
0: girl. Close enough. And also, in my good works, I have two things. Rosa Tralee.
1: Oh, f- I didn't watch it. It's is on, it tonight it again tonight? Yeah. Okay.
0: Quality TV.
1: Actually, there's a guy who works in news talk who's um, reviewing each of the roses. Oh no That's, way! It's very funny. On the radio? Um, no, he's doing it on like his social media. It's very okay. funny. It is good. What's um, his name? I must look. What's his up. name? Cahill something or other. I'll link it in the description. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, I actually recently started re-watching Father Ted. Oh, and you know I've the, never watched that. It's not terrible. Uh, see, this is the thing. I never watched it either. I was like, oh, I'm such a terrible Irish person. And the, people would always be quoting it and I'd be kind of like chuckling along. i like having no bloody clue. But um, anyway, there's one episode that's called The Lovely Girls Competition and it's essentially like the Rose of
0: Julie. So last night there was the Man United and Liverpool game on. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, well, I live see, with a I'm boy. Really up. <laughs> I yeah, live yeah. with a boy. So, and it was on the same time as there rose truly, I was like, right, we're gonna have to flick between the two here. And he was like, no. I was like, Mark, you're gonna love this. And he didn't believe me, but he actually did. He did really he? enjoyed it. It's entertaining. Yeah, like, it is. they have such good stories and like the True. talents and
1: you know. What are the talents? This is it like making a good cup of tea or something. Uh, someone
0: got Dahi to get into an ice bath. That was her talent. So.
1: What kind <laughs> Well, she's a very talented lady. There I'm was, sure
0: she had loads of talents to choose from. Yeah, no, it's it's funny. Like I, I enjoy it. And they're like they had someone on who was like seventh generation Irish. I was like, is that even a thing? Oh my god, thing? come like,
1: on! Yeah, some Irish TV is just quality, though. I know. Oh my god, do you remember what's not? <laughs> what's not? What's Nots on no. Den 2? Oh my god! Oh no. my god! It's the funniest thing ever. There's one episode of What's Not where the kids basically call in and they have to guess what Snots is thinking about. Snots obviously is a, a character. Um, on Den 2 if, if you didn't know that and um, they have to you know guess what it is is it a house or is it a ladder or you know whatever else anyway this kid comes on and he's like <laughs> just asking totally rogue questions that have nothing to do with what's not he's like where'd you get your hairstyle
0: <laughs> this is a kid actually big serious oh that's funny
1: and then in the middle of it he's like eh, sorry I just have to go and do something <laughs> <laughs> and the presenter is like Oh yeah, no problem yet yeah, We're just on national TV live here Yeah, no, you work away You work away oh, <laughs> oh, God. Awesome Irish TV is just quality I know um, In my good books this week Do mm. you know the app Shoppa? No S-H-U-P-P-A oh, This gross fly going around the studio <laughs> Shupa, Um, It's this app, okay Where you can order your groceries And they will arrive at your door In 15 minutes or less. Oh, wow. Oh, it's absolute heaven. Well, they seem to have some sort of like a store just there on... um Lombard Street is that what it is? Just near enough Pier Station, and you sh- you shop through the app, which is very easy to use. And then it, they all seem to be like kind of maybe late teens or early twenties. These guys, you'll see them going around. They've got blue coats and this like cute little pink helmet. And they arrive at your door, and they always um either put in something like you know a little card, being like "Have a great day, Sarah," or um they'll give you like an extra packet of Tang or something. Yeah. It's fun class. But anyway, it's the only way that I'm doing my great grocery shopping now and it's so cheap there does not seem to be much of a markup I don't know how they're making any cash so
0: I've tried to do this before with like Tesco and Duns but you have to book your groceries yeah. in like Oh, so far in advance yeah, and like I've you, done it from Aldi before and you get the avocados or whatever and they're, they're you know they're not yeah, right people are and, picking out the wrong ones yes yeah, yeah. No,
1: but the, the benefit of this is that you literally I could order it now and it would arrive here within 15 minutes like I, is obviously is it only Dublin yeah yeah I think it is only Dublin yeah oh sorry guys um, but uh, I imagine they'll be expanding I think they already are expanding because they sent me a questionnaire recently being like what would you like to um add as a service onto this would oh, you I that. yeah if, if it was you know if the region was much wider but it took 60 minutes to get to you would you like that but like for me no not really because I'd never know when I'm hungry until I'm absolutely starving and then at that point I just need something immediately if not sooner Mm. so it works perfectly for me I love it I would definitely recommend that you try it but I can't remember the last time I was in a grocery store
0: so do you know what you might be interested in this what we're doing in my apartment at the moment me and Mark, we get drop chef have you heard of drop chef
1: uh okay so drop chef is they Make your meals for you and give them to you at the start of the week, and they're all super healthy. Is that what I'm? Is that the right thing?
0: No, it's kind of like HelloFresh, which is in the UK and the US. So they give oh. you all the ingredients, they give you a recipe to follow, they give you the nutritional information. Oh, yeah. And it just means you're making something different, and you're actually cooking, like you're not being quite so lazy. Mm. I have done the pre-made meals before, yeah, but I, I just felt like right, I'm I'm nearly 30 I need to start actually yeah, cooking yeah, you know
1: I need to buy a set of knives You yeah. have some reason to use them yes exactly So I and it's fun like it's, it's yeah. enjoyable
0: being like I made this you know oh. so I really would recommend that I love it and it's three Irish guys who started it and they're growing really quickly and they're just an amazing company there everything's compostable and the food's delicious the recipes are amazing oh. couldn't recommend it enough they've so. thought
1: of everything well it's actually a really good point because one of the reasons that I don't do big shops other than the fact that I'm massively lazy is because I don't cook enough to be sure that I will use the stuff that I buy, so then Mm, I end up with all of this waste. I hate
0: wasting food. I actually Ugh,
1: it's yeah, and you know a third of all Irish food is chucked away. Really? Um, I don't know if that's that's right. I'm going to have to double check that. If this makes <laughs> it into the podcast, then yeah, that is true. Um, because I know that food waste is a massive problem for us in Ireland. And like a lot of places like my house, we don't have a compost bin. Because there, there's no way for us to compost. Oh, really? Why? Yeah. Well, I mean, unless oh, I chuck it sorry. into the garden or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. there just ends up being so much waste. And then I feel guilty. And then I don't want to get on the takeaway bandwagon again. Because, you know, my waistline can't deal with it. So. I know. Life is too so expensive.
0: Yeah so I love it But um, what's in your Bad books this week?
1: Bad books this week This comes back To a report I was doing last week On the death Of the dining room Do you have a dining room In your house? Um, in Dublin? Yeah No but we have, have a dining table home? and
0: my, I was only asked that By my mom Recently do you sit At the dining table and you're eating Like we do We don't really usually Sit on the couch and eat We don't we sit at our table And
1: That's a good practice Yeah Well I'm so bad for it I've actually ugh, It's so terrible I started eating more and more From my bed And I can see the look of disgust on your face. It got so bad. I ordered a tray from Amazon (laughs) so that I can eat in my bed. I'm literally turning into the grandparents grandparents from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No, I'm living, oh, well, I'm living in a house share. And so my parents have a dining room and we have uh, like a, sort of an island thing where I'm living but there's only one seat at it so okay. like if my roommate and I are eating at the same time she's you know on the couch and like I'm at the island thing and like my back is to her and I don't know it's just weird Yeah, and I'm always eating at strange hours as well so like I just feel strange like sitting downstairs on my own at like 9 o'clock eating my dinner
0: but I do think you're like the love of cooking and getting into it mean like it's nicer when you're doing it with other people it's yes. boring by yourself it's boring like it yeah. is and it's not enjoyable because you you've finished a lovely meal that you've cooked and you're like, great, I guess I'll take a picture of it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Thank God for Instagram. Um, uh, Yeah, no, it is so much nicer and you've got like a glass of wine Mm -hmm. and maybe a little bit of music in the background. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I just went to date night there, but anyway. um, But my... Report was on the death of the dining room and best thing about my job by far is that I get to chat to so many interesting and fun people all the time and like you know the topics are so diverse I, n- mm. I never know what's coming so I talked to Doreena Allen last week about how Irish entertaining has changed because people don't have dining rooms in their homes anymore and instead of huffing and puffing over a stove on your own making the meal when you have people over and you're entertaining now it's like people are kind of in the kitchen and they're helping you cook and it's like mm. much more social and lovely but one of the other people People I talked to was Noel Cunningham. Do you know him? I know the name, yeah. I think you'd recognise him if you saw him. Um, he's this fantastic gentleman up there in Donegal with the most perfect Donegal accent you could ever ask for. And he is an ambassador for Harvey's Point, which is a hotel okay. he used to oh, work yes. for. Oh, yes. Actually, I've met him before. Oh, yeah, have Yeah, you? yeah he's yeah. such a doge. But anyway, he also wrote this book called A Guide to Modern Irish Manners. And he contends that the decline in Irish table manners is all to do with the death of the dining room. Because we're not sitting down together, we're not enjoying a meal together as much. You don't have, you know, your mom keeping an eye on whether you've got your elbows on the table Mm -hmm. at seven o'clock every day. And uh, he says that it's a real shame.
0: Did you do do that growing up? Did you...
1: Mm. sit down every
0: night six o'clock the Angelus on the background yeah
1: glass of milk oh my god the glass of milk my dad sometimes still has a glass of milk always the farmer's son Um, yeah we definitely did and I think I'm I know I'm a snob about manners but I think it probably comes down to having spent so much time being harassed at the kitchen table by my mother you know know. to try and like you know keep my elbows in from flying away or not it's a hard
0: job being a parent I feel like you always have to be on lookout for something kids are doing wrong.
1: 24 24 hours a day um but like I think she was so such a stickler for manners because she was terrified of her mom seeing us have bad manners and then she wouldn't have you know drilled it into us enough so now whenever I like say if you're going on a date or whatever or if you're dating someone I'll always try and get a dinner date in to like maybe the second or third one so I can just see what I'm dealing with at the kitchen table oh my god that's so funny and the thing about it is like I, I hate to be kind of snootish about it, but it just grinds my gears so much. If I'm going to be sitting across from someone for the rest of my life and I'm not going to enjoy any one of those meals because I'm going to be biting the inside of my mouth or I'm going to be like embarrassed that they're rude to servers or, you know. Oh, okay, well, that's, that's another level. Well, exactly. But then if they're holding their cutlery like a caveman, I would contend okay. that that's rude.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's basic. Like most people can, most people can.
1: You'd be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd be surprised. <laughs> You would be surprised. Oh, would you care about table matters?
0: No, not really. But like, I mean, if it was really bad, yeah. You know what I mean? But I wouldn't, it's, I wouldn't say, get your elbows off the table. I wouldn't. You okay, know what I mean?
1: Okay, 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 yeah. Now, see, I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why you're in a relationship and I'm single. Anyway.
0: Um, but you know what? Like, even when it comes to like disciplining the dog, I'm like the lax one. I just know that I'm probably going to be the lax one who's going to have to be you know, a that little you bit learn it. to be a little bit more strict growing up, like if we have kids or if, you know, that yeah. kind of
1: thing. <laughs> well, that stage will come. Um, what's in your bad books? I'm trying to think. Um I, I'm
0: gonna steal my answers from one of the ones that one of our listeners sent in. Yeah. Which is about the housing crisis. And I oh. I feel like we may have touched on this before. It kind of falls into the bracket of inflation, which kind of comes up every week, but my god, my money just leaves my bank account these days and I don't I even know. know on what, but did you see the video that went viral on Twitter this week or last week? There was hundreds of people in a queue for to see a house, to view a house from <sighs> Daft. Like oh hundreds of people. And like obviously there's only however many, I don't know why there was, like there was no context. It was only on Twitter, but like yeah. everywhere
1: is like that at the moment. It was on the news last night as well. It's so bad. It doesn't feel like it's getting better anytime soon. Because if you think about it, when housing prices were so high before, there was a huge supply and there was demand. Whereas now there's a huge demand. And because of COVID, there's very little in terms of supply. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't feel like we're going to be able to fix this for the next five years or so, which is like, you know, you're probably getting to the stage in a couple of years time. You'd love to buy. I'm putting away a hundred euro or whatever it is every month to try and make sure that I can as well. So it feels like kind of hopeless. I know. Yeah.
0: Like, I think that's the the stage where probably both add as well like I know my sister was looking to buy she's given up I was looking to buy a couple years ago I've given up it's just like I don't want to buy when the market's at its peak and Mm. I don't want to be in negative equity but also are you falling behind your friends who are getting married buying houses having kids do you know what I mean it's it's like one of those things and I'm trying trying to to ignore those milestones that are set for us you know because it's like it doesn't really mean I'm happy enough to rent you know Mm -hmm, I don't mm -hmm. need to to do that but will we ever be able to you know what I mean it's weird mm. it is. it's a weird one
1: yeah it doesn't seem like it's going to sort itself out it's anytime soon it's not until
0: there's a lot more houses built over the next like 5-10 years I'd yeah.
1: say unless we all just kind of decide that we're going to apartment live because I think Irish people are so hesitant mm. to live in an apartment if you grew up in Paris or you know even London in some cases there's a good likelihood that you would have grown up in an apartment yeah. I mean if you lived in Germany you can kind of guarantee it um, whereas I think all of us still have this tie to the land mm. and you know we want even if it's the size of a postage stamp we want our garden and mm-hmm. we might have to adjust that a little bit I think in gonna... Dublin yes
0: I think down the country it's not as bad Bad. You know, mm. it's it's bad, but it's not as bad. You can definitely get a lot more of your money down there.
1: Would you think of living outside of Dublin? I wouldn't rule
0: it out, but like right now my work is in Dublin and I I would see myself staying here now. But when you look, if it stays the way it is, the housing prices, mm. I don't know. I'll have to, I I'll have to re-look at that. Mm. But I'm going to read off a couple of people's good books, bad books. Um, there was a good few book recommendations in here, so if you oh are, super yeah if you're looking for some book recommendations, these are sent in from our listeners. So playing nice by J.P. Delaney is amazing. Just finished The Murder Rule. It was amazing. Sorrow and Bliss by Meg Mason is magnificent. If you were looking for recommendations, oh, and I actually heard this before. Sorry, I have one written down here. Tuesdays with Mari. I've heard of this book. And I've heard
1: of this book as well. It's
0: supposed to be amazing. We might actually think of putting that on the book list because it's been on my own list for a while. Maybe we could do it through Book Club. We could yeah, talk about it here. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Sounds good. But how did you get on with, can we skip to the book? The oh. It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. That's what we were doing for the book club.
1: Why don't you give your opinion on it first, Louise?
0: Okay, so I, I did really enjoy it towards the end, but I found the first the first half of it kind of slow. I didn't like Ryle at all. Didn't like their relationship at all. Um, I actually have written down my notes. They're cringy.
2: Hey yes. girlfriend.
0: Hey boyfriend. I just thought they just fell in love in an instant. It wasn't believable. I didn't get that. I, d- I didn't believe their relationship.
1: I think you're so right. I thought it was so cheesy.
0: But as oh. the, as it progressed, I started to understand, you know, a little bit more. Like when she was talking about like when you love someone, they do something bad And there's apologies and it feels genuine, but you still love them. Do you forgive them? Do you not? Obviously, Mm. that was the worst of the worst. Like, it was serious abuse. So, you know, that's different. But... I'm sure a lot of people can relate to pieces of that, like where you Mm. you shouldn't forgive someone, but you do anyway because you you still love them or, you know.
1: Yeah, you're right. So just for people who haven't read the book, she comes from an abusive background. Her dad Mm -hmm. is abusive to her mom, And then she ends up in an abusive relationship as well. And I think a lot of the story has to do with her... Understanding her mother's plight and why her mother stayed only through experiencing that kind of relationship herself. And there were moments in the book where the abuse escalated so slowly and so incrementally that I felt a little bit more understanding of people who do stay in situations like that by the end of it. And if that was the point of the book, then great. But I just don't really like Colleen Hoover as a writer. I didn't really enjoy how she set up her scenes. I thought she was way too explanatory when it came to the plot. I like to piece the story together myself, whereas I feel like she gave it to us on a plate. Mm -hmm. And that for me isn't very exciting to read then because I sort of feel like I'm reading her story as opposed to unfolding a story for myself.
0: Yeah, I guess because it's the topic of abuse, she probably had to carefully, you know, construct each way she Mm -hmm. set up the scene and what she meant by it and all of that kind of thing. True. But I found actually that the plot sped up really quickly. Like I found I got halfway through and then it was like, whoa, here we go. So and then I literally read the the rest of it in like two days. Mm -hmm. But I did struggle through the first half. I was like, don't like this relationship. Don't really understand it. Um,
1: I didn't feel like she set up the characters very well either because like Ryle had always said that he would only ever have one night stands and then he fell madly in love with Lily but I don't feel like she was given to us as a character that that would believably kind of happen to. No,
0: she seemed kind of closed off. Yeah. It, it, it like didn't show much of their relationship before they just fell in love. And I was like, oh, OK, they're in love.
1: But you know what? Actually, there was so much of this that was too American. Like Ryle as a name. I was like, oh, give me a break. It's mm. like calling a kid Mackenzie or something. Mm. It's just like something that happens in One Tree Hill. Um, I didn't understand why it was necessary that her name had to be Lily Bloom and that she was a florist. This felt very to me like made for TV movie, mm. you know, where you're like, you know what's going to happen before it happens. You know they're sort of playing off tropes and stereotypes. <laughs> and, sorry, no, but I, I really enjoyed the book. No, you um. know she
0: didn't. She hated it. What Absolutely did you? Hated I, I want to know what you think of Alyssa.
1: Alyssa, um, again, as you said last week, I mean, she just was a two dimensional character. Mm. There was no reason for her to her have that people. job.
0: I was like, this is just too much. Her she, people. She kept like referring to. I'll get my people to do it. I'll get my people. Like,
1: oh my really. God. I was scratching my eyes I out. I like think we're supposed to like her. I know. That's the point of it. I was like, she's supposed to be the light relief. But actually, she's just making me eye roll every 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But it is your book club and I'm just a member. So we'd love to hear from you guys what you thought Hang about on, I it. I actually
0: have a couple of responses here. Um, I Like most people seem to love it. And I get that. And I, I did love the end of it. I did love the story from halfway through. But let me get some of these. So Lynette said, oh my, finish it. I'm actually relieved and upset. My heart hurts. Looking forward to the release of It Starts With Us in October. So oh. the sequel to this is coming in October. But apparently she has a good few books. I um, saw that
1: online because someone told me they read Verity by her.
0: Yes, loads of people said that. But um, people seem to love her. Didn't hate it, but didn't love it. Didn't love it. And I, I like, this has been at the top of the bestsellers lists for a
1: while, you know. But it seems as though the book is doing really well when it comes to audiences, but reviews of it have been quite terrible.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. So I I'm not alone.
0: Up, I didn't look up the <laughs> reviews of it, but I did think it was good for bringing light to abuse. And if you haven't read something like that before or experienced it, like it is good, yes. you know, in that
1: sense. Well, the book club is growing anyway. We've got a a growing proportion of listeners in Germany. Yes, (laughs) Louise. Louise Cooney's book club uh, takes Berlin. (laughs) So Carolina emailed us in, and if any of you want
0: to ever get in touch directly, open book at GoLab now is probably the best way to reach both of us. Carolina sent in full kind of breakdown of what she thought of the book she said I really like the main character she seems like a very good person also very normal relatable she's not perfect and has a complicated relationship with her family but it seems to me like she has a lot of respect for herself for her career and for her personal life which is what we were kind of set up to believe and then obviously when she met Royal, we were mm. like wait what and yes. she realised that herself you know I think so you know when he found the bib the name of the restaurant oh, when yeah. Royal realised that as if he would put that together I know with the magnet oh. on the fridge. I just thought that was very unbelievable. Yeah,
1: there were a few stretches like that in it all right where I was like, oh, come on, Colleen.
0: Speaking of unbelievable, I uh, binged watched
1: Liar on Netflix last <gasps> week. I watched that a few years ago. But anyway, go ahead. There's
0: a lot of like, like it's, it's actually quite good because there's a lot of twists and turns. But there's a lot of unbelievable moments like that. <laughs> like, for Aww. example, spoiler alert, the sister cheats on her husband with her sister's ex, right? I mean And they figure this out because the sister finds an umbrella in the car and that's it. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, like anyway. I do still recommend it. I think it's a good program to watch. And Liar. just give up when you when you get sick of it. <laughs> but it's also about kind of like abuse and yeah, and yeah, rape yeah. And all those Ooh. heavy topics, which yeah. I need to switch away from. I was just telling Sarah when I read too much of that, like it gets into my um sleep and my dreams and it affects it. So I'm gonna have to do that. I think you were shouting in your dreams last night, didn't you? Yeah. I? I that's not terrible. And I actually sleepwalk a little bit as well. Uh-oh. Uh oh. next up on the book club, we were thinking of doing Book Lovers by Emily Henry. It's a new book. I'm gonna read to you what it's about. Ah. So Nora is a cutthroat literary agent at the top of her game. Her whole life is books. Charlie is an editor with a gift for creating bestsellers and he's Nora's work nemesis. Nora has been through enough breakups to know she's the woman men date before they find they're happy ever after. Oh no. That's why Nora's sister has pers- persuaded her to swap her desk in the city for a month's holiday in Sunshine Falls, North Carolina. It's a small town straight out of a romance novel. But instead of meeting sexy lumberjacks, handsome doctors or cute bartenders, Nora keeps bumping into Charlie. She's no heroine. She's no hero. So, can they take a page out of an entirely different book? Okay. I heard it's Henry. quite good. I'm excited to read this. She's a New York Times bestselling author. Her previous book was Beach Read and You and Me on Vacation. I mean, I don't know how you feel about reading another kind of Americanized book.
1: <laughs> yeah, when I heard North Carolina, I was like, oh, here we go. But it does sound as though this is a, certainly is a lighter book than the last yeah. one, which is no harm going into the darker evenings. Yeah. Very good. But we can't talk about those yet. It's not there yet. Uh, I'm there in my mind. <laughs> my sister sent an account
0: to Christmas a while ago. My mom even told her oh, it's, too it's too soon. It's too soon.
1: Um, So book-related topic of the week, it is the end of August. Mm. It really feels like that kind of back to school, back to routine. It's a nice day today when we're recording, but the weather has definitely felt autumnal. Do you think? Yeah. Do you not think so? No, I think it's absolutely boiling. Oh well, it was raining all weekend. Then for- <laughs> okay, you were in Bordeaux. Away. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. um, but it's that time of year when, if you were in school, you'd be getting all your books organised. No, I can't accept that. I'm not. I'm not there yet. I'm not there in my, my <laughs> head yet.
0: I don't want to be. But
1: yeah, I lo- you know you're right. I love that time of year because it feels like your second go at your New Year's resolution. No, I, I
0: totally agree with you. September always feels like a fresh start. New always- Leaf. Yeah. Hmm.
1: What books do you remember when you were kind of like a teenager or when you were at Leaving Cert? What were you kind of reading at that stage?
0: You're going to, I feel like you're going to judge me, but I used to read a lot of like celebrity autobiographies ah. and like the Gossip Girl series oh, and Lauren Conrad's good.
1: book. Lauren lo- Conrad has a book? Yeah. Oh,
0: <laughs> What's it called?
1: I, I can forgive you, sure. but oh, I will never forget you. Sugar something.
0: Sugar. It's it's basically like a, a novel about the hills, but okay. she says it's fiction, but it's probably yeah, yeah, yeah. not. You know, it's probably based on... Her friend is called Andrea. It it's, it's pretty I on I what end. it was called, but it was, it was good. I really liked it. <laughs> 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 I remember the summer before I went into my Leaving Cert trying to like literally binge read Pride and Prejudice. Oh my God, I think God, I've yeah. told you before, those kind of books are just not for me. Mm. Like that language, I just don't... Like I can't even watch any of those programs. like oh, the period dramas and stuff? It's just not really my thing. It's yeah, just not, fair, you know? Yeah, and it's everyone else's thing, so it's fine.
1: It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Their sales are doing fine. Yeah. I actually loved Pride and Prejudice. Um, and like, we were such nerds now that I think of it. You know, the way everyone would be like, what Sex and City character are you? Mm. My friends and I were like, which Bennett sister are you? <laughs> we're like, you're definitely a Lizzie. <laughs> like, we were such losers. So I think we just had such a great English teacher who like brought it all yeah. to life and mm-hmm. made it really fun. Twilight. Did you read Twilight. No. Did you read Twilight? Yeah, I think I did. Everyone who read Twilight then read Fifty Shades of Grey. It was a kind of the like... Hunger
0: Games. That was more college times. I oh, never read right. Fifty Shades of Grey, but I loved The Hunger Games. But that's another one of those books that I'd read and I'd go to sleep and be like, I'm in The Hunger Games. You know what I mean? I <laughs> had <laughs> so, yeah, some
1: very strange dreams as a teenager. I'm telling you,
0: like I need to keep a dream diary. Crazy dreams.
1: So you really liked the series then as you were growing up?
0: Well yeah, I loved that book. I loved really? it. Yeah, it's so good. I they're never I never
1: even watched any of the movies.
0: The movies are good, but they're nothing compared to the books. Really? Yeah, the books are really good. Yeah, really, really mm,
1: good. Maybe I should give them. I just don't I'm not that into fantasy stuff, to be honest. Neither am I. Neither mm. am I. I like I you're
0: gonna you're going to not like me for saying this and most people are but I think I've only read like two of the Harry Potter things. Oh things. <laughs> so my sister was hugely into Harry Potter. Like she had okay. Harry Potter posters all over her wall. She had a frame saying my boyfriend with Harry and she had a Harry Potter Teddy on her bed she made me get dressed up and go out at four o'clock in the morning when the new book was released. <laughs> no way. Yes. So, you know, so that was, that was her thing. That was her thing. And you know the way when you're growing up, it's like, that's your thing. This is my thing. Yeah. That was just how it is, you know. So. Yeah. I
1: think as you're growing up, you kind of develop your identity based on what you aren't in comparison to your siblings like you're mm. constantly othering like she's the this one and I'm the that one or whatever mm. so that makes a lot of sense. No, I loved the Harry Potter books but I wasn't like you know I didn't think I was Hermione or anything like that. You didn't that. have a
0: frame with with Daniel Radcliffe and it's <laughs> saying my boyfriend. You know?
1: Only a small one it was just <laughs> tiny. Oh I loved the Georgia Nicholson books. Did I you ever read them? No. Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging. Oh, oh my, I was yeah. obsessed with those books. And then at one point, the library in my secondary school got rid of them. I think that they thought that they were like a little bit too racy or whatever. So then I remember smuggling them into school. It was a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so what have we got coming up next week? So next week we
0: have Melanie Murphy, the author of Glasshouses. So we chat a little bit about her new book. Mm. She's also a YouTube star, so it's interesting to to kind of chat to her about her journey. And mm. uh, we have a few controversial conversations as well. Okay. And she kind of explains why giving up alcohol has suited her lifestyle so much better.
1: Okay, interesting. Well, let's have a quick listen.
2: What would you say has been your biggest plot twist to date? Probably that everything turned out okay in the end. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I was at a point when I was about 19, mm. 1920, where I, like the future that I visualised for myself and that I the way I saw my life going was just co- completely different. Um, and I just couldn't see a future where I was in my 30s and wow. content at all. So my Nana died and I went through a really bad breakup after a long very toxic relationship and we were you know it was toxic on both ends like we were both just really wrong for each other I'd messed up my leave insert and my mom and I weren't speaking I'd fallen out with a lot of my friends because I'd met them while I was with that ex as well I gained four and a half stone really quickly like literally in a year and a half and I had a miscarriage it was an awful time like every so many terrible things happened I was really 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 depressed and I just couldn't see how I would ever get out of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just was like, how am I supposed to get from A to Z? Like, I don't understand that. So I just assumed my life was just going to be terrible. Mm. And then I read a book that is very controversial because people hate it called The Secret. Yeah. And um, but it came to me at the perfect time. Do it just did. It? Oh, a lot of people hate it. They just think it's nonsense. Some of it and is, I
0: suppose. That's yeah. yeah. I,
2: I, I, What I get gained from it was just that if I make a goal and I say like, I'd love to experience this thing and I work toward it. Mm that it's a possibility for me. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I tried really hard to just um, turn my thoughts around and just try and be more glass half full instead of glass half empty. So I was trying to be grateful for the mm-hmm. things I did have. Like I had a roof over my head. I had, like my dad was so amazing. I was still really young and I had my whole life ahead of me. Like I would look at what do I have? Mm-hmm. What are my strengths? I was intelligent and I knew the things that I was talented at. And I tried really hard to stop constantly focusing on all the terrible stuff mm-hmm. in my life. So yeah, the plot twist, just like if I had been told back then that like it's all gonna be fine, I just think I would have been very shocked. And that would have been the biggest twist yeah. for me ever. Thank you so much for joining this
0: week's episode of Open Book. This week was about engaging with you guys. So if you have any comments, questions, recommendations for books, please email them into openbook at goaloudnow.com. And as always, I'm gonna do the typical begging you to share, rate, follow, subscribe anything at all to help get our name out there. Thank you so much for listening and for getting involved and chatting. And I will talk to you all next week.